Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Yes, welcome again to MD and as not dumb and not smart. We, as you know, we're talking about many different things in this episode, right? We're talking about Disney movies. We're talking about literature. We're also talking about the meaning of life. Yes, we're talking about jobs. But in today's episode, we have a very special one because. We have a mail right here from our listener. Let me see the name of the listener. Euclid Smith. Yes. All right. And Euclid have a question right here. Actually, a, a message. Hello. Hi. My name is Euclid. Yes. Hello, Euclid. So, uh, my biggest dream, you know, is to go to USA and study there. Yes, at the college. But right now, my English is really basic in this moment, and uh, I'm thinking about these different types of tasks right here, and uh, I think I have to do some of them, right? But I don't know the differences. Could you please explain me the difference between these different types of tasks? Of course, Euclid. <laughs> yes, let's do this. Okay, let's talking about these different types of tasks that we have. So, write down after the break. If you're looking to test your global competence in a language, the proficiency test is the right one for you. Being approved in a proficiency test means you have the level of English that is needed to work or to study in a professional academic environment. The test focuses on evaluating how well a person can use the language to communicate in real life. Usually, it assesses your overall ability in a determined language focusing on your speaking, reading, and writing abilities. The most popular proficiency tests are TOEFL, TOEIC, and ELTs. But let's focus on TOEFL, because it's the most popular one. As it has been said, TOEFL has four sections, reading, writing, listening, and speaking. In the reading section, you will have to read three or four texts, and then you will have to answer 10 multiple choice questions for each test. In the listening section, you will have to listen to five different listening passages, two conversations and three academic lectures. While you're listening, you can take notes and then you'll have to answer five to six questions for each passage. Then comes the speaking section, where you will receive four tasks and you will have to answer those tasks orally. The last part is the writing section, where you will have to write two small essays. The whole test takes three and a half hours, and after facing all those challenges, if you pass, you will be proving your proficiency enough to face the language demands at university. Placement test. The intention of a placement test is to provide information which will put the students an adequate level for them. Placement tasks exist in many different possibilities, such as assessing comprehension and production, responding through written and oral performance, open-ended responses, multiple choice, and fill-in-the-gap formats. For example, there is a placement task from Cambridge called LinguaSkill. LinguaSkill is a mood-level task designed to help organizations and individual teachers assess the English levels of individuals and group of candidates. It helps institutions measure a student's level of English, progression over time, or graduation. Within 48 hours, it provides detailed results 
aligned to common European framework of reference. LinguistQ is a modular online task that assesses all the four language skills reading, listening, writing, and speaking. However, you don't need to take all of them. You can choose the skills that you want to access. There are two options of LinguistQ, general and business, which allows you to choose the language test based on your objectives. LinguistQ general, test language used in daily life, ideal for university admission and recruitment for roles in a non-business specific environment. Task topics include studying and working, making future plans, travel, and technology. LinguaSkill Business Test English used in a business and corporate setting. It is most suitable for recruitment in organizations where employees are expected to be familiar with the business language. Task topics include buying and selling products or services, the office, business travel, and human resources. Hello there! I was thinking while we were speaking, guys, and Euclidus brought up an important discussion for us today since tests are all around and by knowing the different types of tests we can get prepared for them. Be more aware about these widely different scenarios that we are exposed to when we are learning a foreign language and understand the importance of taking processual tests in order to improve our learning experience. So I'm going to talk in a little bit about diagnostic tests. And what is this? A diagnostic test uh, is very useful to diagnose specific aspects of a language and those tests should elicit information on what students need to work on in the future. For example, if a group of students take a test in pronunciation, the teacher expects to diagnose the phonological features of English that are difficult for these specific learners and should therefore become an important part of a new unit to be worked on. Actually, uh, a diagnostic test is usually similar to a placement test since a placement test aims to place a student into a course or level and by doing it, it is at some point uh, diagnosing the multiple aspects of the target language. The point is that any placement test that offers information beyond simply designating a course level may also serve diagnostic purposes. So let's come up with an example so you can understand how important diagnostic test is in the process of learning a foreign language. Clifford Prater created a test to diagnose oral production to be part of a manual of English pronunciation. The idea is that the student will read a text while they are tape recorded. I mean, nowadays we would probably use another technology to record them, right? But you got the idea. Anyway, after this, a test administrator will listen multiple times and produce a checklist of errors in five categories such as stress and rhythm, intonation, vowels, consonant, and other factors. This information can help teachers to plan the next steps in a more effective way and can also help students to become aware of errors and adopt new strategies to move on and be successful in learning. Have you seen? A simple diagnostic test can change your learning strategies and be the key to the improvement of a foreign language. Hope you enjoyed this explanation. Now, moving on to achievement tests. Achievement tests are used to measure skills or what was learned throughout the classes, lessons, grade level, etc. Brown says that the primary role of achievement tests is to determine whether the objectives of a course 
have been met and if the skills and knowledge were acquired by the students. In the area of treatment tests, we have many types of tests that are used by teachers in the educational system. Focusing on the classroom system, you usually see the final achievement tests and the progress achievement tests. However, it is possible to have an achievement test before the start of the coursing plan, as already discussed in the diagnostic test sections. Although diagnosed tests are more comp complete and complex, offering more detailed information, we can still have a simple test to see the student's strengths, weakness, knowledge, and skills. Provide a, a small diagnostic about what the students need to work in the future. Done with the initial test, now we have the progress achievement test, which serves as a measure of the student's progress, as the name says. Within the syllabus and lesson plan, and if the class follow the syllabus, teachers can determine small and short-term objectives and prepare a test that involves what was learned until that point. This test will help students and teachers to see the progress made by the class and if the objects are being met. Finally, the most important and used achievement test in the, is the final achievement test, which composes of the main idea of achievement test. The final test is applied at the end of the course to determine the students achieved the objectives previously set in the syllabus and lesson plan. When preparing the achievement test, we have to be careful with the content of the test, as it has to follow what was learned throughout the classes with a syllabus following the course's objectives. For example, if the achievement test is based directly on the syllabus on, on another material used, then the contents follow what students should have learned. However, what if the syllabus was badly prepared and did not follow the objective of the course, or the class themselves did not totally follow what the syllabus proposed and the objective? Then it wouldn't be fair for the students. It is not hard to see these types of problems happening. Hughes says that the best and fair way to design an achievement test is to follow the objectives of the course. That way, the syllabus has to ensure that the materials used are in sync with the course objectives. We, as teachers, have to be careful with how we prepare our classes. If the course objective is clear and the syllabus is well designed, it is important to prepare classes in a way that helps the students fulfill their learning. And that's it for today. I hope you guys have grasped the main idea and purpose of achievement test and the explanation was useful for you. Alright, so in today's episode, we're talking about these different types of tests, proficiency tests, placement tests, diagnostic tests, and achievement tests. Thank you very much, Euclid Smith. I suppose this is, sounds like an Italian name, right? And um, let's see you guys. Maybe next week we have a different episode, or maybe next month, you never know. See you, thank you.